as I'm reading this conversation about Elon Musk, they, the guy basically says like most people look at him and think that they would want the wealth that he has. Right. But if they were to be in his shoes for one day, they would say, I don't want to do what he does. You're listening to digital marketer, Daniel Giordano, who like myself and many listening to this podcast, started his own business to build a better life with more time for his family. He went all in on that goal and achieved it. And you're about to learn how you can do the same because Dan is today's guest on Solopreneur Success. Welcome to the Solopreneur Success Podcast, where successful business owners gather to share true stories and sound advice to help you start and grow your own solopreneur business. Come soar with us and design the life you love. Now, here's your host, Steve Combs. Hello, solopreneurs. Today, I'm interviewing Daniel Giordano, who specializes in online lead generation, business development, and finding hidden income streams that already exist in your business right now. And I love that. But over 20 years ago, he started with no internet marketing experience, no website, no list, and his first child was on the way. And I'm sure many listening can relate to that. I can. Now, Daniel was driven to success by his passion for being that dad and husband who is engaged and involved with his family. Again, my hat's off to you, Daniel. I, I know how that is. That's my goal, my driving goal here for me personally. I have seven kids. I want to be there for them. And to do that, he followed a similar path that I and many listening to this show has. He decided to create a business that he could run from home and choose his own hours. So I'm looking forward to diving into your story. So Dan, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Steve. I appreciate you having me here. Fantastic. Well, Dad, tell me a little bit about how you got into your own business in the first place, because a lot of people listening, they're just thinking about starting and like not even sure what the first steps would look like. How did you get down the path of saying, I'm going to do my own thing instead of like a corporate gig or, or a regular career path? Yeah. So I um, was fortunate that in high school, I had an accounting professor. He was actually a professor at a university, but he also taught at our school. So he was a teacher and he taught accounting and marketing. And I just was fascinated with the marketing and he would always talk about differentiating yourself, right? So it just always stuck with me of anything you do in life, you know, in business, you need to differentiate yourself from the competition. But what happened for me was I decided just like everybody else, you know, to go to college, right? After high school. And I was fortunate that I had had the equivalent of about two years of college accounting already under my belt by the time I got to college, even though I still had to go through the two years in college. But then when I got to my third year, I was in a tax accounting class and I don't know, it just finally hit me. I asked a question and the question was, how much money could I make as a CPA? And the professor looked at me like puzzled. He said to me this and it, you know, he said, well, if you do your best and you work your way up the ladder, when you become a CPA, you could make at the time, I think the height of them, we're talking many moons ago, it was $60,000 a year. And I looked at him and I was like, I want to make more than that. All right. So I'm started questioning, like, why am I even doing this? Like, you know, why am I going down this path of accounting? If this is something like, you know, I'm already making close to that with my painting company part-time. Right. So like, why do I even need that? Right. So just started questioning it. Right. And so I made the decision after, cause I was, I'm kind of crazy when I do things. I, you know, did summer classes. I just wanted to get it done. Right. So I was accelerating the process to get through school. And then my third year, you know, at the end of my third year, I decided that I wasn't going back. Right because I was not going to pursue that path. So when I wasn't sure what I was going to do, but I had the painting background because of my dad had a painting business part-time, right? 
And just like house painting, I assume? Yeah, like, like house painting, okay. house painting, wall covering. We did a lot of commercial buildings. So I basically, from the time I was nine, 10 years old, he used to yank me out of bed and you know, I'd go to work with him. And then I eventually started, you know, by the time I was 15, 16, I was pretty much, you know, proficient at, at running a crew, right? And then before I knew it, when I got out of college, my dad wasn't doing it anymore, right? And I decided, okay, well, I like historic homes. I like Victorian homes. And all I got to do is move over the bridge into New Jersey. And there's some affluent areas over there that have those types of homes. And I'll just, this is my first niche, right? I was differentiating myself, right? And right. so I decided to start a, a painting company that focused on historic homes, right? So, uh, you know, here I am all of what, 21 years old, right? And trying to figure out how to run a company. I started hiring people. I was fortunate, you know, I always had work, right? So it was seven days a week. I started building, you know, this company uh, to the point where I had 25 employees. And then, you know, not knowing how to run a business, like, because then I started looking up stuff like, how do I actually run this and take me out of it? Because I'm doing so much, right? So fortunately, in uh, 1997, I got exposed to the uh, world of network marketing, right? And I was not looking for another opportunity. I definitely was not looking for network marketing, didn't even know what that was. But what it did was it expanded my mindset into thinking bigger than where I was at, right? Like there are other ways to make money. So what it did was it set me on the path to ultimately decide that I want to live in Florida, right? We were living up in Pennsylvania, New Jersey at the time. And I said, I want to live in Florida. So I want to sell my company. So it took me about three years and I did that. When we moved to Florida, I had no intention of getting back into the construction industry. And I think this is important for a lot of people by default we automatically have these things we're good at. We naturally, even though we may be good at, but we do them for you know, certain reasons because that's what we were brought up with, right? So I was introduced to a decorator at a party we were invited to the first week I was here in Florida. And the next thing I know, I'm working in 10, $20 million homes on the beach, right? And I'm building another painting company, right? And you know, this is 1998 now, um, 99. And then into 2000 was approaching and my daughter was gonna be born in 2000. I started asking myself this question of like, okay, how did I get here again? Like I literally just repeated this pattern, right? I repeated exactly what I didn't want to do and what I sold, came here and you know, started this again. What else could I do? And that's where it, it got me to the point of starting to question and discovering some stuff in the internet marketing world. I love that you came to that realization. And we kind of do that too. We kind of gravitate to what we know. And as a result, now, some people would call that, hey, that's successful. You know, Dan, you're, you're successful. You built this business, you sold it, you built another business, and you're just growing. But success is more, I would say, than just hitting the finance, isn't it? It's really oh, yeah. about, are you enjoying where you're at when you arrive? Right. So, yeah, exactly. And I can tell you like that we talk about this, obviously, in the internet marketing world where you know, everybody talks about clearly defined the niche that you're serving and blah, 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 and all that. Right? So for me, I didn't have, like, we're talking, this is before YouTube, before Facebook, before Google ads, any of that, none of that stuff existed when I started, right? All we had was forums and email basically and basic search, you know, and that was it. So I had to figure some things out and I literally just stumbled into the world of affiliate marketing. You know, somebody had sent me a book and they sent me this link and it said, if you go over here and buy this, they're going to send you the book for free. And it just intrigued me to think, where's the money coming from? And then I tracked it back to an affiliate program. And then I said, how much do you pay for every person that comes here and does this? And they said, we pay for anywhere from $75 to a, up to $500, depending on how much volume you send us, right? And I was like, oh, I said, okay. So now this guy's just giving away a book that costs like five bucks. Like, like I could give away a, something of much more value, right? And so what I did was I started giving away physical products in that industry. And that industry, that was the poker industry. I'm not a poker player. I'm not a gambler. 
right? It was just something that just, I happened to stumble across. And it's actually what got me free and taught me the skill sets to be able to generate leads in a very obscure niche, right? And be able to build something substantial to the point where like when I actually hired my first mentor, he drilled me for the entire day or asking me questions, writing things on the whiteboard. And I was trying to get some systems in place. And he looked at me and he goes, you've never been to an internet marketing event. I said, I don't even know what that is, right? Like, what is that, right? And I was like, I didn't even know to look something up like, cause I know it existed, right? So what was fascinating is like, that's what gave me the freedom to be able to be home with my kids, right? To not have to be on the job sites anymore, not be doing it. And I remember the day I walked in, I had three big contracts with some big high rises. And I walked into another painting contractor that was a friend of mine. And I walked up to him and I said, hey, here's the keys to everything. Like literally, it's your job from this day forward. I said, I, I'm not coming back, right? And they thought I was crazy. Like, why would you walk away from this, right? And like, I don't want it, right? And it's just like, I want to be home with my family. I want to be traveling with my family. I want to be able to do some things that I wasn't able to do being on a job site 12 hours a day, right? Exactly. I love that story. And I'm, I know so many people are down that same exact path. I was the IT background, but I kind of got into internet around mid-90s, just like you. I think it was like 94, I met my wife. We were doing like this online kind of AOL-style company. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't AOL, but it was a bulletin board system, if you remember those in the old mm-hmm. dial-up days, that we were trying to turn into like another AOL. I ended up falling flat in the space, but that led me to go to school and go to IT, which I loved for a while. But you know, you get into that, that cubicle atmosphere or in your site case, the, the job site, and something just kind of takes our heart. So like, this is not exactly where I want to be in my life. And it's not taking me where I really uh, want to have the freedom and flexibility and, and opportunities that I could have. When you're looking at where do you change and go, and in your case, you found something that you kind of stumbled upon. It's kind of interesting. I, I kind of stumbled upon copywriting. Mm-hmm. That's what led to my very first successful business. It actually allowed me to work for myself. And that was back in 1996, 2006, when I first kind of really got moving forward into that particular realm. But I'm curious, when you talk to people, because you talk to a lot of individuals like I do, and folks who would like to have a business that's successful, they ask you questions about like, Dan, what what should I do to to move them? One of your niches today is you can find money in their business. So that's a current business owner. What would you tell somebody who's like just getting started? We'll get into the, the folks who already have a business in a minute, but what would you tell somebody who's just getting started? How would you direct them to say, this is what you got to look at? Yeah, so great question. So I think the biggest thing that I always see where, you know, and this includes myself at times where I've gotten off track, right, is knowing why you're doing what you're doing, right? And, you know, because a lot of times people get caught up, especially in the internet marketing world, they get caught up in all the, the hype and the Lambos and the fake pictures and the, you know, the cash part of it, I want to build a seven figure business, right? And, you know, I was reading a book the other day, and it's actually called All In, right? And it's about Elon and Gates and Steve Jobs, and just the level at which they play. And as I'm looking at this, as I'm reading this conversation about Elon Musk, they, the guy basically says, like, most people look at him and think that they would want the wealth that he has, right? But if they were to be in his shoes for one day, they would say, I don't want to do what he does, right? So really doing what you want to do for your reasons, right? For some people, if you make six figures a year, you're comfortable and you've achieved the lifestyle you want, that's what you want, right? For others, they have this bigger drive because with hitting bigger numbers doesn't necessarily mean you're making more money. Sometimes you're making less, right? (laughs) And working more, right? (laughs) So I think really knowing why they're doing what they're doing, like what is the actual outcome that they want, right? Is it a certain financial number, but more importantly, why is that number important to them? What does it mean to them? Does it mean 
a trip doesn't mean you know spending more time with their family, working less hours, having more freedom, right? And once we can dial that in, right, and we know exactly what they want, then we can kind of map out the plan and say, okay, based on this, right, this is the ideal scenario for your type of business, right? And the amount of time you want to put in, either obviously hire the right people to do certain things that take you out of it to free up your time, right? Or you find a different, totally different business vehicle that's going to support you to get there, right? But in most cases, it's usually just a refining of understanding why you're doing what you're doing. Because I think a lot of times we lose ourselves in work. We lose ourselves in the internet world. We all get lost. You know, Just think about this. Since the advent of the internet, we've all had this problem. And the problem is we go online, we're searching for something. And then next thing you know, you're like 20 pages in on some other site and you're like, well, what just happened, right? <laughs> How did I get here, right? <laughs> right? And you just got sucked in by headline after headline, you being a copywriter, know it's your job to get us to click on things, right? So, right? So, so but just realizing that like, you know, we can all get lost and, and uh, led astray, right? And in reality, it's like, if I can come back to the, the center of like, okay, why am I doing this? You know, setting the intention for the day, setting the intention for the month that, you know, and, the, and targets for the week of what I'm actually moving towards. A lot of times that's missing in business. And even with myself, I have had seasons where I'm, you know, dead on with things and other times where it's like, okay, I've kind of lost sight here. I need to reground and recenter here and just get really focused. Right. And uh, sometimes that means I need to hire a coach, right. To slap me around a bit. Right. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> for sure. I totally agree with you. I mean, obviously a coach or a mentor in your corner can make a huge difference. I also want to say something else that you brought up that I think is really important that we don't miss. And that is, yes, you can set, set goals for the financial, but your why is so important. And I think for a lot of people, you're chasing after not a business, you're really chasing a lifestyle. So you want to make sure that, you know, somebody said actually that the real wealth isn't how much money you have, it's how much free time, and the ability to enjoy it you have. And I think that's really smart because when I started my own business, I wanted to have more time to spend with my kids, like, like you. I wanted to be able to have the flexibility to work from wherever. I didn't sign up for 12, 16 hour days, which I've worked many of those in my own business. Three businesses I'm currently running, and I'm currently in a season where I'm working 12 plus hours per day. That's not going to be an, a long term sustainable effort. I think there are seasons in life, as you mentioned, that you have like this sprint and you're like busting through a, a goal, but then you have to say, okay, why am I doing this? I'm not going to sustain that forever. This is a very short period of time. Matter of fact, I'm, I'm coming up on, we're doing this recording end of March 2021, and I anticipate my business kind of pulling back in reshifting my priority on time spent back to family in April. So right across the of, okay, this sprint's almost done. And the only reason I'm having, a, I've had two sprints in the past 16 months because I've started two brand new businesses in the last 16 months. That's a lot of work to put on anybody's plate. And it does take a toll in your family. So one thing that is really important and for those listening, I'm kind of sharing this for that reason, is when you're thinking about starting a business or growing it quickly, have a destination in mind. Don't think you're just going to go forever, you know, 100 miles an hour. That's not sustainable. It's okay for a while. And it should be something that, you know, if you have a family, talk with your spouse, talk with your children, let them know what's going on and say, look, you know, daddy, mommy, we're not going to be around for a little bit as much as we have been for this reason, because this is what my bigger picture, what I desire for us is this. Here's the vision I have for our family. And this is why I'm doing this. And that's good. And you can generate more support within your family, I, I would say that way. And, and you want to have your, your family support. I'm curious, you know, in your, your case, you have a family and you kind of just walked away from a painting business. How was that with, with your spouse? I mean, 
Is that something that was difficult or what? Yeah, well, there's, there's a much deeper story for, uh, (laughs) for, um, for that one. But so fortunately I have a, you know, my wife is an amazing woman and just supports any and of all, all of my craziness. Right. So, but during that time, you know, like we were living fairly well in Boca Raton, you know, which is an affluent area here in Florida. Right. And, you know, I just decided one day, I was like, you know what, we're going to downsize, right. We're going to get rid of everything that we don't need right now so that I can figure out what I want to do when I grow up. Right. I wasn't sure what that was yet. Right. I mean, it took me, it wasn't like I made the decision and all of a sudden, like that week, something massive happened and I figured out what I was going to do. It, it took me probably about a year of just trial and error. Like I would go buy stuff retail and sell it a whole set, you know, buy stuff wholesale, uh, wholesale and sell it retail. If I did it the other way around, I'd be losing money. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, I would go do these things and, you know, try things. I'm like, okay, well, that doesn't work. It's take me forever to replace my income like that. Right. And then I would go do something else and I would test something else. I figured out how to get banned on Amazon. I figured out how to get banned on eBay. I got banned, I got banned on everything. <laughs> IP address, got my IP address banned because I didn't know there was a thing as an, such as an autoresponder. Like I just was emailing from Outlook. I had no idea, right? Oh, I was just testing things and I figured out what worked, what didn't work, right? That's the hard way to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I tend to do things the harder way you know, until I realize, oh, there's an easier way here. <laughs> so... Well, my wife supported us, and this is how crazy the commitment was for me, right? We moved into a neighborhood that was what I thought was okay. When we made the decision to move from Boca, we moved up to West Palm, and we moved into a neighborhood that was like a manufactured home community because it was like the cheapest thing I could find that was nice. It was brand new, but it was still like in a not great part of town. And literally the first week, somebody was shot and killed down the street, right? And I'm stored, I, of course, I start questioning, like, what did I do? I put my family in danger here. Like, what am I thinking? Like, I was living in a nice neighborhood in Boca and I came here, right? But I didn't see what was coming. Like, I didn't see the lives I was going to be able to, you know, impact. I had no idea I'd be doing this today. Or like, I mean, it was just, I just trusted the process of, I know I, there's something better for me to be doing. And I'm not sure what that is. But my wife always supported me. Now, she may not have gone outside as much, right? <laughs> right. But she was willing to do whatever, including moving, you know, to a not so much of a desirable neighborhood, just to make sure that I could figure out some stuff so I could be there with my family, right? And I, I often joke, I said, you know, I was like, those were some of the like the funnest times of my life. You know, when the kids were that little, running around, playing games, and uh, with very little stress about anything, right? Because you don't have these big operations going on, you don't have employees, right? You know, and you're making passive revenue. Once you start making that kind of money coming in, and you're like, okay, well this is kind of nice, right? <laughs> it's like, exactly. So I, I like how you said to trust the process. That's so true because you, you kind of have to have confidence and faith in yourself. Not that you know everything, but that confidence is, I know I can figure it out. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to, to not know all the answers going into a venture. You ought to have some direction. I think it's good and wise so you can not, you know, get banned from every platform on earth <laughs> to maybe have some guidance, right? But right. yeah, trust the process because you're going to, no, failures aren't failures. They're, they're learning lessons. They're right. data points that allows you to move forward. And I love that even with all those setbacks, here you are. So tell us a little bit about where you are today. Because for those, a lot of folks, if they don't know who you are, how is business today and what are you doing? Sure, that's great. What that led to is once I laid the foundation there, I went on to build a personal development company for 10 years with partners. We worked with people all over the world doing events. And then from there, the core thing has always been lead generation, right? So have an agency right? That focuses on on that. I have actually a new strategic partnership and agency that focuses just on Amazon FBA businesses. And then I have obviously the traditional lead generation for, you know, core businesses. 
But what's interesting is, you know, a lot of times we overlook the relationships that we create. Like, you know, I would never look at whether the uh, partnership that I had for 10 years, you know, it didn't end on a perfect note, but it ended okay. Right. And from that, a lot of people that knew me were like, you know, are you upset about this? I'm like, no, I said, actually, I met a lot of great people. And actually some of the deals I'm involved in today happened as a result of the relationships I created 15, 16, 17 years ago. Right. So, and they wouldn't have happened if I didn't take those steps and keep building those relationships. So, so now, you know, with the agency side of things, the coaching consulting side of what I do is just, that's what I'm mainly passionate about. I do, I work with a guy uh, named Ryan Levesque, for those of you, you know, may not know who he is. He has an amazing coaching program, but I've been on his enrollment team on the sales side for coaching to make sure people are a good fit for the program. It's a fun deal. So I get to meet a lot of great people. And, you know, just the impact driven sense of it for me is just really important. Yeah, that's, that's great. I was looking up my bookshelf out here as you're talking. I've got a couple of Ryan's books here, Ask and Choose. And I highly recommend those books. If you, if you right. don't have them and you haven't read them, get them. Right. I'm going to make a note for me right now. I'm going to put that in the show notes. So if you're listening to this, say, what were those books again? Ryan Levesque, Ask and Choose. They'll be in the show notes. Make yeah. sure you get a copy of those and read them and implement. Right. And, and that's funny because, you know, that really is kind of, the whole idea of lead generation, especially with ask and you know, how do you reach the right people with the right message? And right. it's by serving them what they want to be served. And that sounds like a perfect fit for what you do. Now, how did that relationship come about? I'm curious. Well, one of my clients that it was a former client from the personal development company many years before had reached out to me. And I remember he had, he's a sales guy, you know, he's got background with Chad Holmes and Tony Robbins and he actually comes down to Florida. He calls me up and he's on the other side of the state. And he says, Hey, I want to sit down and you know have lunch with you. And I was like, where are you at? And he's like, I'm three hours from you. I was like, I wouldn't drive over to meet me. Right. I was like, well, we just, we just jump on a call. Right. And he's like, he's like, no, I want to sit with you. Right. So I was like, okay. So what he was doing, he was basically prepping me for this, right. To see where I was at. Cause I'm all about lifestyle and family. And so we're sitting there and he, he says, have you thought about doing any other types of events or anything like that? And Long story short, like a few months later, he was preparing me to have this conversation about joining the team with Ryan, right? And I told him no, right? I said, no, I'm not a sales guy, right? And he's like, that's great because I don't need a sales guy. I need somebody that understands the internet like you do, right? And that genuinely cares, is heart-centered and really wants to help people, right? To have those conversations, right? And I can tell you, like, I had no clue, right? Like, I mean, I, I had hired sales teams before. I had teams that were there that ran everything. I didn't have to be the sales guy. So I was like, and he's like, what are you talking about? I've seen you sell before. You know how to sell. Like, and I'm like, I don't like sales. Right. And so long story short, as we got close to the event uh, or close to the, the launch, he called me and said, look, I just need you on board for this one launch. Give me one, the first one and let's see. Right. So I came on and here we are, you know, five and a half years later. And I can tell you the biggest thing that has kept me there is, you know, one, it's great working with people that actually really care about their clients, right? Because not every, you know, a lot of people that are just money driven, like that's not my place. But if there's a cause behind it and they're impacting people and you could tell they're really heart centered, like I just thrive in that environment. But there was one guy that came through that, that process on the first event we did that did not have the money for the coaching program that I sat down with. And I, I just saw something in him and he was in a very unique niche around helping young couples have godly marriages, you know, which I didn't even know you can get paid for, right? So we have this conversation and I walk away with the form with a deposit, like, and everybody on the team, you know, was like, how did you do that? Right. You know, what did you, you know, I was like, what did you say? I was like, I don't strong arm people into things. They don't believe it. There's something about this kid. He's got what it takes. Right. 
I heard it. He's just stuck in scarcity around what he doesn't have right now. Right. And magically five months later, the kid went on to make a half a million dollars every year since he's done seven figures. And when I saw him many months later, he came up, gave me a big hug. He says, thank you. You changed my life. And in my mind, all I was thinking was like, all I did was have a conversation. Like, you know, it's Ryan's job to do all the work. Right. But it was just, it was awesome to see the fruit of that. Of, okay, okay, I'm a seed planter, right? I got to plant the seed. I got to get the person to see the possibility. And it's not like that for everybody, right? A lot of people I have said no to, right? Not just with what I do with Ryan, with my own stuff, where it's like, look, this really isn't a fit for you, right? Because I could tell you're not going to be the type of person to commit and actually do the work, right? Because you know, being an entrepreneur, it takes some grit sometimes. Like right now, you're on a building exactly. cycle, right? And sometimes that takes time away from family. And then you have that conviction going on around it saying like, man, I, well, I feel like I'm taking too much time away from the family and you feel guilty about it. And then you beat yourself up about it. Like, I know what all that feels like because I've been through it many times, right? <laughs> so really that's the thing that ticks, you know, makes me tick and drive. So really businesses that are out impacting the world in a big way with a product or service, you know, just having fun in that, that environment through a strategic partnership. Like that's one of the big things with me is like, I've figured out that my strength in that area is like, I don't have to build it all myself. I can find, you know, like with my agency now, like there's a team of 60, right? That's awesome. And I literally was on a team call the other day and one of the partners messaged me and he's like, how you feel about connecting with everybody? I said, it's awesome. I said, what's even better is I didn't have to build this, right? <laughs> <laughs> I just got smarter, right? So you kind of have surrounded yourself with a team today. So what does that team look like? Is it, is it all like, is it because of strategic partnerships and you have employees, you have VA, how does that? Yeah. So, yeah, so that in that case, so there's a strategic partnership around an agency, right? So we have a very specific market that we're focused on, right? And I was going down the path last year around this, and this is what's really cool about this. So I was going down the path of acquiring another agency so that I would have what I needed for me and the other businesses that I'm involved in, and I can handle, you know, so I'm not outsourcing to some agency that doesn't know what they're doing or something like that. I just wanted to have that revenue stream there, right? So, because it's what I know. So I go and uh, go down this path and I go through a training around acquisitions and it's come full circle now because this agency that I'm partners with now, they wanted me to connect with somebody that sets up business entities, right? And I wind up on a call last week and I'm on the call and all of a sudden I see a name pop up and I'm like, why is this guy here, right? It's a very popular name in the internet marketing world. First name's Roland. And the guy shows up and then all of a sudden the guy that I knew introduces me and says, hey, um, Roland Frazier is my business partner. I just want to you know, let you know that. I said, oh, that's why you're so successful, right? <laughs> you couldn't have done it on your own, right? So, but you know, what's really cool about that is like the partnership with the agency happened because of me going through some of Roland's stuff, helping myself mm -hmm. position like, what's the right fit for me, right? And then here, now it's come full circle. I didn't even know that he was involved in the deal, right? <laughs> but, but really from being an entrepreneur, right? And these strategic partnerships, like I look at what I do with Ryan, it's a strategic partnership. I get to help support him in one area of his business. With what I do with the agency, I get to support them with some of the sales processes and stuff, right? But at the end of the day, like I don't have, I literally operate, operate out of my home. I don't have an office, right? People you know, on the team operate from all over the world. And that's a beautiful thing today is especially now more than ever, like people realize that we can actually work from home, right? Exactly. Um, you know, and which <laughs> is a beautiful thing. I think it's drawn a lot of people into, I can do this for myself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and on top of that, like there is, yes, there is, there is a dynamic that happens in an office environment for certain types of businesses and certain people types. 
personalities sure. and stuff. They thrive in that environment. I get that, right? But for me, I just made the decision 20 years ago, I want to be home, right? 20 plus years ago. So I've been home, right? And yes, I've traveled from time to time and I've gone to you know events or meet with clients and stuff like that. I mean, I've, I've dabbled with the office thing back and forth, right? And every time I've done it, I just find myself depressed, right? <laughs> just, <laughs> like, I don't like sitting in a cubicle, right? Exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, boy, cubicle farms are not for me. You can't drag yeah. me back to one of those. I'm done. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So I, this has been a, just a tremendous conversation. So let's, let's just shift gears a little bit. I don't want to take up too much of your time. I'm really enjoying this conversation, though. So let's talk a little bit about those folks who have a business today because uh, your specialty is, you know, finding that hidden money and lead generation is kind of like almost two sides of the same coin. Because a lot of times, really, what that is is just tapping into the opportunity that's already there. Right. So, somebody that has a business today, how would you direct them to begin the process of saying, "There is money here to be found. Where do I start looking for it?" Yeah. So the you know the couple core areas with that are what I always say, and this was a big epiphany for me years ago. One of my mentors brought this up to me and said, "Dan, there's two things that you're really good at." lead acquisition and sales, right? And if you had to pick one, which would it be, right? And I'm like, well, without the leads, there's no sales, right? So a lot of times I can't tell you how many clients you may have experienced this that I've talked to that are sitting on databases, right? Of lists of people that have come through. And I literally just talked to a guy a couple of weeks ago that was like, I have 300 clients that I talk to, like booked appointments every month. And he closes maybe 10 of them. I'm like, well, what happens to the other 290, right? And he's like, well, you know, eventually I might reach out back to them. I said, no, 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 no. We need a follow-up <laughs> process, right? <laughs> yes. like, do, you, do you know how much? Because it's just like, if you think about it from a realtor's perspective, when you're looking for a house, some people are looking right now. Some people are looking a month or two from now. Some people are looking three to six months. Some people are looking further out, right? It's the same thing when a, when a client comes through or potential prospect comes to a site to buy something, like even if it's an e-commerce related thing, you don't go on Amazon and buy something without knowing what you want, right? So if you have this, this process in place for follow-up, right? And proper lead generation channels, so it's not just paid advertising or organic, because sometimes you'll get people that are like, oh, I'm just doing SEO, that's all I want to focus on. I'm like, okay, well, do you want results now or do you want to wait several months, Right. Do you want, you know, what's the plan going back to what we talked about earlier around like, where do you want to go and why? And now let's pick the things that are going to help pull those levers, right? So for lead generation, you know, where are we acquiring leads for your business? How are we getting traffic to your site? And then we get into the conversion metrics of, okay, how are we converting that into a sale, right? A combination of follow-up, a combination of, you know, being clear on the right platform for your type of business um, and the right offer. A lot of times in some of the industries I've been involved in, the offers are horrible. They'll come to you. It's kind of like the person with the product that is not really like high quality and they wonder why they're getting bad reviews, right? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> right? So we want to make sure we're delivering high quality right, uh, products and services. And we want to make sure we're delivering a great experience from the moment somebody opts in somewhere to all the way through the sales process. So if, if all you did was focus on those two areas, one of the things I can share with you is if you're in the type of business where you need to have conversations with people, right? Or even where you, if you have a product that you can send somebody to, to buy online, say it's a book or an, you know, a, a physical product that they're going to buy, follow up with people and reach out, right? And do an organic strategy. I call it strategic 75, where it's like literally make a list or pull together a list of all the people that you've had contact with or may have met, and then make an outreach campaign in place. And I'm, I'm talking like reach out to three to five people every day right? 
It's not that difficult. You know, a lot of people say, oh, I don't have the time. I'm a paid ads guy. So I would much rather run an ad. You know what my mentor did to me? 90 days, no paid ads, right? I want you to immerse yourself in it, right? Go through it. Push yourself to just connect with people at a heart level every day. Because what that's going to do for you, it's going to help you flush out your message. It's going to help you flush out who you, what you want to do and what you don't want to do, right? And at the end of it, you're going to have a much clearer picture. So to me, it was like a live ask funnel, right? It's like I get to you know, have these conversations every day, right? It wasn't pleasant in the beginning because I want to just easy, much easier to go set up an ad and then just sit and wait, right? <laughs> For somebody to book an appointment, right? But that's what I would say is like, you know, get really clear on your lead process and sales process would be the two core areas and refine those to the point where you have them dialed in and they can always be improved, right? Yeah, I still love that because I, I still do that to this day. I have what's called a virtual coffee. I see, mm-hmm. Right on my website, solopreneurcoach.com, there's a meet Steve page. And what that really is, is just a, hey, let's have a 15-minute conversation by Zoom because we ha- I have people that reach out to me from all around the world. And I, I had two of those today. Mm-hmm. I still have those regularly because that's so important to get the heartbeat of the people you're trying to serve. And if right. you don't really understand them or why it matters, I love that your mentor did that. To you. <laughs> right. I'm like, it's hard when you think, oh, no, no, I can't do that. But that's such an important aspect of, of really getting to know who do you serve, how can you best serve them? And the way you, you get that is you have to have conversations. I love that that's kind of the direction that your mentor moved you down. I would highly recommend that to anyone who you want to serve an audience. Make sure you know your audience. And there's no better way than maybe sit down and have a cup of coffee or do a virtual coffee like I do. And I'd do more real coffees if I was serving a local audience for sure. Right. Uh, but even still, I would occasionally have an in-person coffee. No less this past year with COVID, but right. I love sitting out with folks. Or if I'm at an event and there's somebody who wants to have a chat, love it. Let's go have dinner together or, or sit over here and grab a table or whatever and just chat for a while. Absolutely love those conversations. So take advantage of that opportunity to, to talk with people and not just potential customers, but you go to conferences and such, get feedback from others about, you know, share what's happening, what's going on. You'd never know what kind of opportunities will arise just from a simple conversation. I've had entire niches come to me from a single conversation that just struck a, a light bulb moment for me uh, because somebody made a simple comment. I was like, whoa, hang on. The copywriting world, that happened to me once. I was having a conversation with somebody, had a group of us went to a table for dinner. One of the ladies who sitting next to me said, yeah, I'm writing for such and such company. And I'm like, what? I read their newsletter all the time. She was one of their writers. And it, I was writing natural health only. And it happened to be an emergency preparedness newsletter I was reading. I was like, why don't I write for that niche? And that was a light bulb moment for me. And that doesn't have to be just within a, a single field. It can even be the light bulb moment that drives you to a whole new offer or a new idea for a product line or a new way you can serve your, your customers. Just want to share that with the folks right. listening. One last thing I'd like to talk about today, Dan, before we wrap up, you have a podcast. Tell us about it. Yeah. So the name of the podcast is All In. And you know, it's actually based off of, you know, part of my story around obviously being in the poker industry, right? So, you know, there's times where you push all your chips in and you're all in. And I think a lot of times the decisions that we make kind of make or break us, right? And in the sense of being a father, a husband, you know, a leader in the community, like all of those things, like we can all look at areas in our life where we've committed to something, right? And then we back up and we don't follow through with it, right? So you're either all in or you're not, right? And what's funny about, you know, the thing with the podcast is I kind of, you know, I started five plus years ago and then I shelved it, right? 
And because I was just like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing with this. Like, you know, I was in a different place. I had other business stuff going on. I just was not really sure what I was going to do with it. But the common thread that kept coming up as I talked to people was like, hey, I heard your show. You know, I really like it. I'm like, how are they even finding it? Right. So I made the decision to relaunch it, you know, this past year and I'm having fun doing it. You know, it's a much different perspective than I had five plus years ago. And I'm just having fun connecting with people, helping them get their message out there. But I think if you were to think about this, every year there are millions of people that make these things that begin with an R, right? Uh, Resolutions, right? And they go join the gyms. I have friends that own gyms, right? And they love the end of December, January, you know, and even the fitness companies that sell equipment, everybody's going to get fit. Everybody's going to get in shape, right? And what normally happens? They say the best time to buy gym equipment is in February. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Clearance. (laughs) Right. Because they weren't totally all in and committed. And I think especially culturally today, like a lot of people just don't want to commit. Like you look at phone contracts, you look at, you know, gym memberships, no commitments. Nobody wants to commit in relationships. Nobody wants to commit. Like there's all of these constant things coming up that in this culture today is acceptable. Right. And I think in reality, it's like, look, you don't need to be a hardcore nut. Right. But you need to be committed to what you say you want. And if you're committed to what you say you want, you will figure out a way to make it happen, right? I'm very big on being clear on your intention, being clear on the things that you actually want, and you will create them. It's just, but that's not going to happen without you being all in, right? And totally committed 1,000%. Yeah. And, and resolutions, I mean, root word is resolute, resolved. I mean, if you're resolved to do something, it, it's not like wishy-washy, maybe I'll make it this time. I didn't do it the last three years. Maybe this time I'll do it. It's like either do it or don't do it. Right. <laughs> There is yeah. no try, right? On the Yoda thing. Exactly. But really, and I'm going to say this too, don't wait to New Year's to make a decision. If it's the right decision, make it today and act on it. Don't wait to tomorrow. Do it today. If it's the right time to start a business, and it doesn't mean you're, you know everything, but you can make the decision to begin the process and start taking action immediately. What's the first step? What's the next step? Take right. that step and begin moving forward at what your goal is. And, and as you said earlier today, Dan, you said, you know, we've got to know your why. If you don't have a reason why you're trying to achieve something, you're not going to keep going when it gets tough. It just won't. Uh, yeah. It's real easy to quit when you don't have a real strong reason to keep going when it does get tough. So you have to know your why. That's number one. And number two is know where you're going. When you get there, you're going to be happier, but yeah. you got to know why you're trying to get there and what, what it looks like when you arrive. So you know how you're progressing towards that path. Right. That's awesome. Dan, I've really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you so much for joining me. Can you tell our listeners where they can find out more about you and your podcast? Sure. They can go to, for the podcast, it's allinpodcast.com, right? And everything's there. And then, of course, you can find me from there over at danielgiordano.com. And then I'll also have a special gift for you, which will be danielgiordano.com forward slash roadmap is you know, a special gift for the, your listeners. Awesome. Well, I sure appreciate that, Dan. You have a wonderful day. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Thank you for listening to the Solopreneur Success Podcast. We hope you discovered valuable advice on how to start and grow your own successful solopreneur business. If you liked the podcast, you'll love the all-new Solopreneur Success Connections community at solopreneurcoach.com. Here you'll get exclusive access to our private, members-only community of business builders, free business building resources, and live online monthly training designed to accelerate your business success. Join us now at solopreneurcoach.com. Hey, Solopreneurs, it's Steve Combs again. You can download the show notes for this episode at solopreneurcoach.com forward slash 051. 
If you'd like to hear more from Dan, be sure to check out his All In podcast. In fact, on the show notes page for this episode, you'll also find a link to Dan's interview of me for that podcast. Again, you can get straight to this episode's show notes page at solarpreneurcoach.com forward slash 051.